myself i'm apoplectic apoplectic <laughs> right now what word did you just say the fancy word that means i'm losing my goddamn mind because today we have a guest that iconic doesn't even begin to describe it i i feel like we just have to get into this yeah i mean as per usual who wants to hear from you and i we're disgusting trolls we but, have our <laughs> but but the woman who is here today <laughs> It's potentially going to change all that. Today, (laughs) no promises, but maybe. Today we have on the editor-in-chief, that's E-I-C, okay? That's industry slang of Allure Magazine. Honey, it's Michelle Lee. You guys, this is- Michelle, welcome to the show. I am so starstruck. I grew up reading magazines like on Friday nights. So the fact that I'm speaking to an actual editor-in-chief, I just, I'm like, holy shit. Like she's, she knows it all. She knows you guys, it I'm so all. flustered. What an introduction. And I don't want to <laughs> gas her up too much, but please, if I may gas a little more, this woman, the incomparable Michelle Lee, has worked at some of your favorite magazines. Not only are you the editor-in-chief of Allure, which is like unbelievable. I'm salivating. I have, I'm fangirling. You were editor-in-chief of Nylon, correct? I was, I was. That was my job right before Allure. And before that, you've worked for, written for like a million bazillion different publications, Glamour. You were on the founding team of, I want to say Cosmo Girl. Yep, yeah. Do you remember Cosmo Girl? Do I? I was the third hire at Cosmo Girl. We like created the stickers. We did the whole thing. Oh, so, so innovative. Remember when magazines used to have stickers? I just thought about, remember Lucky? I mean, of course, Michelle, you remember Lucky Magazine. Of course. The stickers. I love the stickers. Buy it. It was like, they had like three options. It was like, buy it, think about it, don't buy it. Could you imagine like going through your magazine and being like, I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to put a sticker next to it. Oh, that sounds so fun. (laughs) Anyway, Michelle, (laughs) you've seen it all. You've written for it all. And you know so much about beauty and we're so honored to have you on our show. Well, I am so honored also because I am a Glomi. I'm a huge fan. I seriously, I have done like a whole marathon of literally almost every single episode. And I could listen. I talk about you guys all the time. I literally do. Like in the office, I talk about you to other people. I'm obsessed. I'm I'm also a huge fan. So embarrassed of all the things you know, I know. about me right now. So embarrassed. <laughs> Let me just start by saying go. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but I also feel like I learn a lot about LA things because I don't know that much about LA things. So like Erewhon and I I feel like I learned so much about oat milk from you guys. <laughs> 
You would think there's not that much to learn when it comes to oats and water mixed together, but <laughs> Lord knows Esther and I have found the crevices and like some really a lot of stuff to talk about when it comes to oat milk. <laughs> You wouldn't think. Oh my gosh. I'm fangirling and I'm embarrassed. I mean, Michelle, you know too much about me and Esther's bodies and (laughs) I wouldn't wish that on my worst. (laughs) Um, Um, There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm speechless. We have to make good use of this time with her. Okay. So let's just start by talking about your Instagram which I really recommend everyone go follow. I believe it's Hey Michelle Lee. Yep. Your Instagram is a treasure trove of so much stuff. Your interests when it comes to beauty are far ranging. Particularly, I feel like when I think of Michelle Lee, I think of nail art and yes, well, nails. Yes, well, it's sad because I don't have my nails done today. And I was staring at your nails because I was like, Meeting oh, over, so good. podcast over. <laughs> and I'm surprised. I'm so genuinely surprised. Mine are kind of janky, like don't look too close. They're a little crumbly. Wait, did but you do your own? Let me see. I, ooh, okay. I do my own nails. Um, as you'll notice, the ooh, pinky's not there. They look cute. They're not es- janky. Esther's got some cuties. I, I do. I started doing um, Etsy press-on nails. And I'm... A, I'm enjoying myself. I'll say it. Oh, you know, I did press on nails for the first time recently. You know, Chill House? Mm. No. So Chill House is, um, it's a very cool salon in New York City. And they have, I think they used to have two locations. They're now down to, I think, one. And they just made these very cool press-ons. But they're like very, um, like a lot of the nail art that I have on my Instagram, they have as well, because Uh I get my nails done there quite a bit. But they're like cute, 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 like really minimalist um, nail art designs. Oh. I love that one you posted of the purple marble. Yes. That mm. video is so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say it's like I do a lot of reposting of other nail artists too. And I went down this whole rabbit hole of like Russian nail artists mm. are next level. Like the way that they do marble nails and other things. It's just like stuff you've never seen before. Okay. Wow. Good to know. Wow. Russians- I'm part Russian and we never get good press. So thank you. I uh, your nails are amazing one thing I read about you is you've gone on record and said you have very naturally strong healthy nails and a lot of people me included want to know do you have any is this first of all is it true are the rumors true do you have naturally strong healthy nails I, I it is true the rumors are true and I even remember as a kindergartner having long nails, probably out of laziness, <laughs> but it's like, I had almost like, I don't know if you guys, you're, you're too young to remember this, but there used to be Lee press on nails. Oh yeah. Michelle Lee, people used to be like, Oh, do you have Lee press on nails? Because my nails would just grow really fast. Like I would cut them and within a week they were just like long and just would never break. Okay. So and you're a witch. <laughs> I, in my lifetime, I'm guessing I've maybe broken two nails. Oh, that's probably about it. Like they just grow super, super strong and they weirdly kind of grow in like a shape too. Like they're not like jaggedy or anything. So whenever people ask me like, what do you do with your nails? I'm like, I really don't do that much. Mm. Um, my biggest tips though are don't use your nails as tools. Like a lot of times, you know, when you buy something, um, 
and it has like a sticker on it. Like a lot mm. of times we'll use our nail to scrape that off yeah. or like use your nail to like open a jar or a can or something. Don't use your nails for that because you will break them or like you'll make them weaker eventually. Yeah. Um, and then also try not to soak your hands in hot water for too long. Mm. So if you're someone who washes dishes, like make sure you wear gloves, like the hot water, especially if you've got nail polish on or anything else, just will totally wreck your nails. Mm. So opening an Amazon box with your nails, that's a, not, that's not a, a good huge idea. don't. <laughs> okay. no, no. Soaking in a hot bath of your own filth for three hours once a night, good or bad? Probably not a good idea. Okay. That's good okay. to know. And I got to know, so you often do your own nails. You're very open about that, which I love. I'm, I do my own nails too. I'm all about uh, <laughs> self-nail You're all about being, not spending money. Yeah. Let's be honest. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Same. That's, that's, I get it. I have to know, do you have a base coat and or top coat recommendation? Yeah. I really like Zoya. Um, Those are some of my favorites. I think top coat wise, have you used Deborah Lipman before? Oh, it's a really good one. It's expensive, but it's really good. Um, But I will say Zoya. And do you use, um, Oh my God. What are they called? They're like quick dry drops. Oh no. So I'm friends with this nail artist, Miss Pop. And so she's the one who's taught me how to do a lot of things. And so, you know, it's like always a bummer if you do your own nails and then you get a dent in it or like you ruin it or something. Oh yeah. Normally I would think that quick dry drops would make your nail polish not last as long, but the Zoya ones are really good. So what you do is you finish your nails and then you do like top coat and everything. You drop a dropper onto like the cuticle part of your nail and you just go like this and you kind of like swirl it around a little bit within literally a couple minutes, it's totally dry. What? And so, yeah, cause that's the other big tip too, is that do your nails earlier in the day. Cause if you do them at like, I don't know, depending on what time you go to sleep, let's say you go to sleep at 10. If you do your nails at seven, chances are your nails are actually still a little bit wet. So when oh you my go to sleep, God, yeah. you lay on them and you kind of get like bed wrinkles on them. So sleep then you nails. wake up in the morning, you get sleep nails. Exactly. So yeah. you're sort of like, oh, you've ruined your nails. If you do them more in the morning and you give them all day to dry, by the time you go to sleep, you're fine. Oh yeah. Okay. These are some hot tips. I'm. Oh my God. Wait, I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> what do you think of we'll call it a trend, my obsession. Um, what is your opinion of matte nails? Am I like in or out? Um, I think they're very cool looking, like super, super cool. And actually a lot of the Russian nail artists do awesome, awesome matte nails. You so my one warning though, sister. is that I have tried, like there's a matte top coat. Yes. Like a bunch of different places make matte top coat. It, those two times that I told you that my nails broke was because I had matte top coat on. So I don't know what it was. It was just, if it was just the one brand or if it was a coincidence, I don't think it was a coincidence, but my nails like literally felt so brittle afterwards. Oh my so God. So just be careful. Michelle, I'm so sorry that Esther just brought up that sensitive subject. Like <laughs> she can go on mute for the rest. I'll see myself <laughs> out. That's better. Okay, I know I'm well, getting, I'm getting a little emotional. <laughs> I know I can tell it's like, <laughs> it was a very, it was a low point in your career. It sounds like the two times your nails broke. Like it's <laughs> broken two times and you swear it's genetic. You're not, you're not drinking cow 
bone collagen. You're not having calcium supplements. This is just Michelle, like it's your just Michelle. But I will say, so I'm Chinese. And so it is part of Chinese culture that you eat a lot of, like you drink a lot of bone broth naturally. Like before it was called bone broth, it was soup. Like you yeah. have soup, right? <laughs> and so part of Chinese culture is you drink a lot of soup that's made out of like pork bones and lamb bones and stuff like that. So maybe I have in my lifetime probably had a lot of collagen, but I haven't thought of it as like drinking collagen, like powders or anything, you know? Fair enough. I have to ask, as I'm a bone broth fan, aficionado, do you make your own bone broth? Are you... Okay, I want to hear more about this because I, I feel like everyone, every lady should know, if she's interested, how to make a simple classic bone broth. Yeah. You know what? Mine is probably way less complicated though, because I feel like there's all like on the internet and stuff, there's like how to make bone broth. And again, I'm I'm Chinese. So it's sort of like when you make a soup, you just basically buy from usually like an Asian food store, you'll buy like a lot of bones. And honestly, it doesn't even matter what kind of bones. Like a lot of times they're um, pork neck bones and just like whatever's cheap Mm. and just boil the heck out of them. And then usually there's like the gunk on the top that you have to like skim off. Oh yeah. Um, and then you just like make whatever else. Like I don't really add, like, it's not like, you don't put like onions and carrots and like vegetables and stuff. It's usually just kind of creating that base of like the bone, the bone broth and then putting whatever else into it after that. Mm. So chicken feet or maybe a yes. I'm always putting feet. Do you think it's weird to mix animals? Like if I'm doing a beef bone broth, can I add chicken feet to that? I think you can do whatever you want to. I'm not a huge chicken feet person though, myself. Yeah. Do you find that the chicken feet, it's better because there's a lot of collagen there? That's what I've heard, that they're the real collagen bomb, those chicken oh. feet. I, yeah. Oh. And there's there's nothing wow. more satisfying than stirring a big pot, <laughs> chicken talons rise to the surface. I just feel like I'm coming into my power. I don't know. Okay. Chicken feet aside. Well, it does look like it's like positive nail energy too. When you see like the chicken feet. I know the chicken's nails are helping my nails. It's a circle of life kind of thing. Okay. So you girls, you girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, I'm sorry. You're, we've got the vegetarian here, right? (laughs) Oh, she can handle herself. (laughs) So your Instagram's not just nail art. There's so, I'm really a big fan of your tool videos where you like do these supercuts of all the tools you use in your skincare arsenal. And you are the editor-in-chief of Allure. So you have access to some pretty amazing things. I mean, of course, you know, we see you using like Rifa rollers and Jillian Dempsey vibrating bars and your classic jade roller. But like, I kind of want to ask about some of the more like intense and insane tools I've seen you post about or use. Like, there's this one, and I don't remember if it was an article you wrote or on your Instagram, but it was like an $800 light blaster. I, t- like, as someone who uses tools all the time, like, do you think that the average woman should have tools in her arsenal? What should she have? Which, what should they have? Yep. Tell us a little it, more. It depends. It depends on what you're looking for. Um, I for sure... Like I always say, like, you know, I was pointing out before, like I have this whole shelf of like products behind me that represents probably one twentieth of the stuff that I have in my house. Like I have so much stuff, but it's like, if I were to actually, like if I didn't work at Allure and I wasn't a beauty editor and I were to just buy stuff, I probably would have one shelf 
and I'd be able to like curate a really good shelf of things Mm. because I have access to so many things and so many high tech tools and services and stuff. It's so fun. And like, I love that part of my job that I get to test things and play with stuff. But I would say like for the average person, do you need all those things? Absolutely not. Like I love the reefer rollers. I love the jade rollers, everything, but honestly, your hands are great. So if you wanted to do a massage for your face, you can just like put oil or put moisturizer on your face and just do like a simple face massage. It literally gets like the same thing done. I will say though, like a couple of the tools that I've used, I think are worth it. I love the new face. Have you guys done microcurrent? I love my new face, but the thing that's that I've always heard with the new face is like, it does give you results, but you have to use it pretty much every day, yep. which is kind of a deal breaker for me. I have to be honest. Like if you're a busy lady, you, you know, a mom, someone who works all the time, like it's, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I don't have like the 10 minutes to put the primer on and like do the whole thing. But I do. Yeah, I do find I do find that gel to be a bit of a pain because I know that there's one that you can leave on, but I don't leave it on. I like to like wash it off afterwards. So I agree with you. Like I don't use it all the time, but I do think I believe in the science of it. So it's sort of like if someone wanted something that worked and that, you know, was sort of worth spending money on. I do feel like that's something that works. It does um, work. The other thing that I've done that I really like is microneedling. Not necessarily the ones, um, I do sometimes do the one that's at home, but if you can have it in office, like have you seen or gotten, um, you, you know what like the vampire facial is, right? Oh yeah, I mean. Yeah, so the vampire facial is basically microneedling plus PRP. Mm. And so that I actually really do think works. I've had um, the Dermapen microneedling and like that type of service, I feel like, again, I totally believe in the science and I've seen it really does work. Um, light therapy, I do think works also. I think that's what you were referring to was um, my dermatologist, Dr. Marmer came out with this device where you sit it on your desk and it basically, it looks like a little ring light, I guess, and you can control it with your cell phone and it will give you different programs for different things. So for example, if you have acne, it'll help you with blue light. It'll do red light to help with collagen. Um, and I do, again, believe in the science of light therapy as well, but it is something where you have to do it pretty consistently. Do you find that, okay, you have access to so many products. You have to test so much. Like you, you have every product at your disposal. Does adding new things into your skincare routine, even if you're just trying something to review it, does it like fuck with your skin? It's, re- I, it yeah, does. <laughs> it does. So I, I've been at a lawyer for five years. And, you know, I've, I've dealt with beauty over the like past 20 years, but like this was the most intensive like beauty time for me. So when we were testing for our best of beauty awards, which we do every year, we test literally like our staff tests in like a three month period, 10,000 products. Mm. Like that's a ton of products. And so I made this rookie mistake my first year of where I chose about 10 different categories to test. And I chose sheet masks. um, What was it? Uh, Night cream. Um, foundation. Like I chose all these like face things. And so because it was this tight time period, in order for me to test everything, I was putting like multiple things in my face. I messed up my face so badly. I went to a dermatologist after that and she was like, you suffocated your skin. I just was like breaking out all over and stuff. And so I've seen it firsthand where if you do too many things and just like, it's also, it's then very hard to figure out what is actually reacting badly to your face if you're trying too many things. Oh, it's like, what what one thing is irritating my skin? Bitch, I don't know. I've tried 20 different things in the last week. Couldn't tell you. Wait. Exactly. I want to 
I want to talk about those tools because you did mention that that there's science you believe behind all of them. And I'm curious, like of those three sciencey things you believe in, what would you say is like, is there one that you're pretty dedicated to or one that you would recommend is like really good for, you know, looking beautiful? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, this is a little bit of an unfair one, I guess, because it's more of like a professional service, but I would say if you can, I, I would save my money and get professional microneedling. Because if you think about, um, so the science behind microneedling is similar to lasers, right? And so I've, I've also had lasers um, done before I've had Fraxel. And so it's the same concept that you're basically creating these little micro injuries in your skin, which is what helps to promote the collagen growing. Um, so with microneedling, it's sort of like you are like, you know, it's a little bit of downtime, not as bad as like lasers, but then what you do is you get the professional service and then you can do the at-home roller for more maintenance. Um, but I really, really, truly believe in that one. And I think, um, you know, again, a lot of times people spend a ton of money trying to do at-home things when unfortunately having a professional do something once a year sometimes might have a more lasting, like more noticeable effect. Wow. I, um, I, I did something kind of weird this week. Um, I, I get like, I clench my jaw a lot and I usually use a Theragun on my face, but I don't have my Theragun with me because I'm isolating in Canada. So I used my vibrator on my face and it kind of got me wondering, like, do, do you think there's anything good for your skin about vibrating your face? By chance? I, I don't doubt it because, um, I mean, you mentioned, Caroline, the, the Jillian Dempsey gold vibrating bar. I mean, so if Jillian actually, Dempsey does it, it's Jillian good Jillian Dempsey does it, and it's actually something um, that they do quite frequently in Japan as well. So they that's where that, that gold bar comes from is actually Japan. Oh. And so a lot of that facial massage stuff is really about um, lymphatic drainage. And so if you think about whether it's your Theragun or your vibrator, like you are basically moving a lot of that fluid off of your face. I don't mm. know. You could be onto something here. Don't encourage okay. her, Michelle. <laughs> I, I, Esther's like, I did something weird. Like I used my vibrator on my face and my face came. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to say, I worry my, a little bit more about your Theragun because that seems a yeah, little too extreme. Honey. Don't put the, the Theragun like can hurt your body. I would imagine that it's, you, yeah, a little intense for the face. I, on the jaw, it's so, I, it's, I need it when I'm in the zone. It's good. Do you have um, um, TMJ? Yeah. Dude, I would worry. I have a little iceberg. bit of that. I would worry that if you use a Theragun, you might dislocate your jaw. That would be, honestly, I would, I would love that if that would happen. No, uh, Esther, don't say that. I honestly, I honestly don't know one person in my life that doesn't have TMJ or Brooksism. It's like, we are so fucking stressed as a society. It bums me out so goddamn much. Everyone has so much pain and like anxiety. Ugh, it I just- know. We're, we're clenching at every minute. I know. I know. Is Botox, do you think Botox would actually cure that? I don't know. Do they use Botox like, for TMJ? I feel like I've heard that like you put Botox in there and it freezes the muscle. Is uh, that, am I, am yeah. I making this up? That would make sense. That would make sense because it does paralyze the muscles. 
Esther's now getting medical advice from Michelle's like, I'm here to talk about being editor-in-chief and I'm like answering medical (laughs) questions now. I did not. You're my doctor now. There are going to be real headlines here of like using your vibrator on your face, Botox in your your jaw. (laughs) It's like, oh God, Anna, Anna's going to find out that (laughs) Michelle's like, oh, from this. I mean, okay. So I, I, I do want to ask a little bit about K-beauty. Mm-hmm. I know you're a very vocal fan of all things K-beauty. I, I read a lot of interviews with you where you say you really want to go to Korea, which is, I don't know if you've made your dreams come true. I have not yet. I just got to Japan two years ago. So that was oh. like my first dream. And now I really want to go to Korea. Going to Korea is my biggest dream in the world as well, just for skincare reasons. And I do want to know... Can you tell us a little bit more about some of your favorite Holy Grail K-Beauty products? Yeah, totally. So I tend to like, um, I'm friends with a lot of like the the American K-Beauty founders, like the ones who came here and like love, love, love the Glow Recipe Girls so much. We love them Um, too. I also, I don't know if you've had Alicia from Peach and Lily on. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we love her. So beautiful. Charlotte, Charlotte from Soko Glam, who does Then I Met You. Like, mm. I love all of those products so much. Um, I actually, I think I mentioned to you before, I had like products next to me. This is the Peach and Lily Glass Skin Mining Serum. One of my absolute Uh-oh. favorites. Love, love, love. Um, do you know AHC? Um, I saw it on the Best of Beauty list this yeah, year. That's another one of my favorites. Um, they, they're like pretty affordably priced too. But this is um this is their aquileronic emulsion, which sounds so nice, but it's gigantic. It's like this huge thing. And I just mm. throughout the day, like I think most people do morning and evening skincare. I do it like throughout the day just because oh I have God. really dry skin. So throughout the day, maybe I'll put this on, I don't know, every two hours. And especially on my forehead or something, if I start to feel dry, I just like do a pump of this and put it on my forehead. And then I'll do like I reapply my sunscreen all the time during the day too. So then every two hours I like do my AHC um, or like another juicy serum all over and then do my sunscreen over. And so I've done my skincare probably throughout the day, maybe like five times. Oh my God. Okay. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Can I ask why, why are you, why? Like, are you afraid to let this Cause I've heard like, if your skin is dry, that's how you get wrinkles. Like, is this something to do with that? So I'm extremely dry. And so I went almost my entire life thinking I had oily skin because when I was a teenager and stuff, like we all pool oil around our noses by the end of the day, right? So I always thought when people would say, what kind of skin do you have? I said, I'm really oily. So it took me until maybe my like thirties. And so I went to a dermatologist and they said, and I was like, oh yeah, because I'm really oily. And she was like, no, no, no. She said, you're extremely, extremely dry. And so I had been using all the the wrong products because I was using um, cleansers and other things that were completely drying and stripping my face. So then it was making me break out. So once I switched to creamy cleansers, really hydrating products, um, moisturizing things that like locked it all in, my skin changed so much. So now I think I, I go overboard where it's like, I'm just very conscious of like trying to always stay hydrated, but I can tell also like if my forehead looks dehydrated, then I just, I like a dewy, like juicy looking face anyway. So it's partly to 
stay hydrated and maybe prevent some of the wrinkles and stuff. But it's also just, I like that look. She's a juicy and, and, and I've got, and I've got a lot of stuff, you know, so I have so many products that it's like part of it too, I think is like, I'm trying to use everything up. I, and it's like the craziest impulse to have when you get beauty products for a living. But like, I grew up in like a really cheap family and like nothing went to waste. And I have like press samples from years ago and so help me God, like I am using every last drop. Oh, totally. I'm stingy, like super, super stingy. Like I always say to people, I'm really cheap at heart. And so a lot of times, like I'll either try to use everything to the last drop, or if I get something really expensive, I'm like scared to use it because I'm like, it's too pretty and too precious. And I'm, oh. I'm like nervous to do it. Um, then- but yeah, so, so K-Beauty stuff. I also, um, I really like Mizan makes um, a really good snail mucin. Oh, I have always been a Cosrx snail mucin I like the Cosrx one as well. I have to check that. I like, I'm very into um, pimple patches from Korea. I think those are all very great. Pimple patches are really having a renaissance right now, to say the least. It's like the most obvious statement ever, but like, I'm really trying to get into the different levels of pimple patches because you have your classic hydrocolloids. Of course, you have your like shaped hydrocolloids, but there's a lot of like innovative, like pimple patches for under the skin pimples, pimple patches for like whiteheads with like little micro needly type things in them. I, I, I'm pimple patches. Yeah, I could talk about them for hours. <laughs> I feel um, like I definitely a, use a lot I of Dr. Dart. You guys are making me feel like when I was like 12 and I didn't get my period yet, and like the older girls were complaining about tampons, and I was like, I want to use tampons. I, like, I want to have a, a pimple sticker on my face. I, I, no one go- likes me. I get it. <laughs> Esther, no get it. Hates me. Esther, get it. If you could go on mute. Um, (laughs) I want to go back, Michelle, to your skincare journey that you mentioned. I also read an interview where you said that you were like recently having like issues with your skin of some kind and you had a doctor or dermatologist or an esthetician help you clean up or clear up your diet, so to speak. And that really helped with your skin. I'm so curious as someone who like really feels the connection strongly between what I eat and how my skin looks. So curious to hear about your take on that. Yep. So it was probably about two and a half years ago and it was during a really cold winter. Mm. And so I was, um, I had to walk from like one place to another. I was like going to an event. And I remember I went into the event and I didn't realize it at first when I got in there. And then I went to the, the ladies room eventually. And I looked in the mirror and my entire face was red, just like beat red. I was like, what is happening? And it didn't go down. So by the time I got home, I was like, oh my God, what's happening? And it was all sort of like around my like jaw and like chin area. And so for the next couple of days, it was still there and just like Mm. super, super red. And so I went to a dermatologist and she was like, okay, I think you have rosacea. And so, cause I initially thought it was, I was, is it eczema? Is it like a lot of those things look alike. And so she Mm -hmm. said, you have rosacea. Um, she gave me, she did like a clear and brilliant laser, I think on it. I'm trying to remember what she did, which I thought was very interesting. And I think that helped it go down immediately. But then um, she did say it was probably because of the extreme cold. Mm-hmm. Um, like you probably are someone who's rosacea prone, but it's like through this combination of things, it was probably the extreme cold, possibly something that you ate, possibly other triggers. Um, But then throughout the next couple of months, it kept kind of coming back and I was having these different skin issues. So it wasn't even like 
from the advice of the, the doctor, but it was more, I started researching on my own too. And so we had just done a lot of traveling and I was drinking a ton of white wine and rosé. And so I started to see that weirdly there's this link between white wine and rosé specifically and skin issues. And so I made the switch of where I said, I'm going to drink red wine instead. And it helped. And again, it's like, I don't know if it was a coincidence or what. I started to like decrease some of my refined sugar, um, some of my gluten and stuff. And I just, I I ended up cleaning up my own diet. But I actually, when I think back, I I think it was the white wine and rosé that was doing it. Can I just say, I'm so relieved that that story ended with you just switching to a different alcohol. I am... (laughs) personally on a, on a personal level extremely relieved I'm like okay don't have to don't have to get rid of drinking that's good to know yeah and in fact I in the past like week and a half or so I had a couple glasses like on different nights of white wine and I started to break out on my forehead so I'm guessing that it might be it mm. wow okay it's an inspiring I, Caroline, does this remind you of the time when you were eating too much watermelon and you had to stop <laughs> eating watermelon forever? Yeah. I She was breaking out from watermelon. Look, <laughs> so I, sad. There was this period of time I I have like I have crazy acne. So many things seem to trigger it. There was a period of time when I was writing for Esther's show alone together and there was craft services every day and they just reliably put out water, <laughs> watermelon. Like watermelon was always out and I've, Watermelon is like one of my top favorite foods. It's so good. And I think, I thank God every day that it's usually seasonally in the summer. So at least I have only a couple months. Every day I I would see Caroline in the hallway and she'd be like, you got to get the watermelon. It's so good, (laughs) Esther. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's so good. No, you don't understand. She was like a watermelon is making you break out? But then I was on uh, my favorite medical and news app, Daily Mail, and they had this article. <laughs> I, I put article in quotes because, let's be honest, it wasn't really scientific. It was about, like, foods that spike your blood sugar really fast. And watermelon, it was like, I remember it went in dis- ascending order. It was like number five, like number four, and number three. I was like, I wonder what number one's going to be. Like, I'm sure I'm safe. And it was like, number one, like, no question. It's fucking watermelon, you sick fucking bitch. Like, eating watermelon every morning? Well, a joke's on you. And then like all the side effects of your blood sugar spiking fast. And one of them is hormonal acne. Oh no. Oh, it's fine. Don't worry. I I didn't stop. Nothing could stop me. I I tend to think like it's different things for different people, right? That it's like, it's either that you have like a sensitivity to something like maybe white wine and rosé are like fine for other people, but for whatever reason, like I'm sensitive to it. Oh God, you're telling me. I get it. I have I have a question. I have a question. I have had this new relationship develop in my skincare life with the word cold. So I have been using an ice roller. I don't know why I don't started with me rubbing ice on my face. And then everyone on Instagram was like, ah, you need a roller. So I have that, you know, classic silver roller. I keep it in the fridge. I, you know, roll it on my face. And I'm just curious. I saw a skincare fridge on your Instagram. I want to know what your opinion is of ice rollers as well as skincare fridges. Yep. So cold is really good for temporary results. 
I think um, like we've talked for many years about how if you stick a sheet mask um, or a roller or something into the fridge, it's like, I'm trying to remember, I think it was like Marilyn Monroe or someone like some of those like old timey actresses used to do the thing with like the spoons or like they would stick mm. their whole face in ice water. And so ice Joan in general, Crawford. yeah, it's like, it's amazing for um, treating inflammation and like puffiness and stuff. So first thing in the morning, if you do stick your face into like a bowl of ice water, like it tightens up your pores and like mm. it does last for quite a while. So it's sort of the same thing that it's like with an ice roller, the cold really does help and it helps like sculpt your face in the morning. It's not a super lasting result though, but at the same time, like I'm puffy in the morning, you know? So it's like, I like, I like something a little bit cold just to like help that go down. So I, my old assistant and I, we became like obsessed with the idea of skincare fridges. I think we'd seen like one photo on Instagram. And so we were like, he, 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 like, let's make this a thing. And so we both got skin, skincare fridges. And so I started posting a ton of it. And like, to me, again, I believe in the power of cold with skincare. Do you need to do it? You don't really need to do it. To me, it's like they're cute. And so that's why I take like a lot of pictures of it. But I'm not the hugest proponent of everybody sticking everything into the fridge. Like it is good for, again, sheet masks. And also I will say cold is really good for any of your natural and like some of like your clean products. Because if you think about um, like all natural skincare, it doesn't have chemical preservatives. So if you stick something like that into cold, it's going to keep it fresher for longer. Oh, wow. Okay. This is, there's a lot happening. Wait. A lot of knowledge being dropped. Wait. I feel like I've asked you all this before and people like always look at me like I'm crazy, but if you wake up and you're puffy in the morning, why is that bad? Like everyone puts filler in their face to look puffy. Like that's what I don't get. Yeah. Well, it depends. Cause it's like, you want to be puffy in the right Caroline. places. For me, I'm not puffy in the right places. I'm puffy under my eyes, and then I just look tired. Yeah, there's different kinds okay. of puffy. Dumb, dumbass. Yeah. I'm just but kidding. You, you, can be, you can also, beyond doing that, you can also, I've heard dermatologists say, it's the way that you sleep, too. Like, a lot of oh. times, for people, I don't know, I'm not, a, I'm not a stomach sleeper, but for people who sleep oh, on their stomachs, they can God. get really puffy. If you sleep on a bunch of pillows and kind of elevate yourself, you can decrease some of the puffiness too. I need there to be sleep training camp that trains me to sleep on my back, elevated on pillows. I am truly like a dinosaur sleeper. I like sleep on one side, like I drool, like, and the side that I sleep on, it's drooping a little bit. I'm whispering because I don't want people to know, but I need (sighs) sleep training camp. (laughs) Michelle, I know you have a lot of industry access hookups. Like if you hear about it, please let us know. I wonder if there's like a body pillow situation for you. Cause like, um, you know, I've got three kids and every time I was pregnant, I had like one of those big ass, like body pillows. Yeah. And it's like, it does keep you in a certain position. I need that. I really do. Okay, you guys, I had an idea for a game to play with Michelle, and it's a game in progress. So I'm going to, okay, here's what I was thinking. Michelle, you know all about beauty, obviously. And one thing that I think you might know a lot about are iconic beauty products, like kind of the cult classics that we all know and love. And I thought we'd play a game, working title, Icons on Icons, (laughs) where 
Esther and I say an iconic beauty product and you really just like, it could be a one word response. It could be like a memory you have of using that product. Just, you know, I just, I kind of want to hear you just rap, you okay. know, freestyle love supreme, so to speak, <laughs> on some iconic beauty products. What do you guys think? Does my dainty game it. sound fun? Okay. Esther, feel free to Google some while we talk because I did not <laughs> pitch you this game at all. And I have I some in some. front of me. Okay. She's good. She's good to go. Okay. Cult classic, NARS orgasm blush. Oh my God. Oh wait, do you want just one word? No, no, no. I, no. Whatever comes to mind. Oh, just like okay. freestyle, spill Love your Love it, heart, hate it. Every um, drama. Love it. Still gorgeous. Um, I love that they have turned it into other things now too. Have you tried like the lip, the orgasm lip? It's oh really- yeah. my God. We love any attempt by a brand to cash in on a cash cow. <laughs> the liquid that those NARS like oh, liquid blushes. It's so good. So good. So okay. fucking good. Okay. Okay. I got one. Maybelline Great Lash. Good um, one. like it, but not my favorite Maybelline mascara. I'm obsessed with other Maybelline mascaras. Like I have said to everyone, drugstore mascara is so good. It's actually to me way better than other mascara. And, and Maybelline for sure. So Maybelline makes one called, so here's the thing. Mascara is the most personal thing ever, right? So the mascaras true. that work for me, other people might not like. I have extremely short, straight lashes. And so for every other, like most Asian girls who I know also have short, straight lashes. So the ones that I recommend, they are always like, oh, those totally work for me. Other people in my office who maybe they have a curl, they've got longer lashes, and maybe they're looking for something different. They like the exact opposite mascaras. So I always find it really hard to like recommend mascara to people because I'm like, it so depends on what your lashes are like. But if you have like short, straight lashes, Total Temptation Mascara from Maybelline, awesome. Mm. And also waterproof, has to be waterproof because for me, my lashes are so straight that when I curl them, I need something that's gonna hold a curl. And so waterproof is has to be, has to be waterproof. Um, Maybelline, the falsies, uh, it's very specific. I, the falsies flared waterproof, really, really good too. That's my favorite drugstore mascara. Ooh, okay. So wait, um, I interviewed Gemma Chan uh, a couple of years ago, and that was her favorite too. You, you two are the only two I've ever talked to who they were like, "That's my favorite too." I don't use. I don't know if I use the flared, but uh, Maybelline Falsies Waterproof is my favorite. Yep, really, it's, really good. And then there's another one. Oh shoot, I can't remember the name of it. There's a CoverGirl one that I just tried. I think it's new. Um, oh, actually, wait, did it come in the best of this year? I'm trying to remember if it won. Um, it's in an orange tube. Oh, it's not Lash Blast. Oh, was it Lash Blast? I can't remember. Wait, let me look it up. Cover Girl. Well, the, I feel like the L'Oreal one in the pink Lash Paradise. Is like hot. It is yeah. Lash Blast. That one's gotten. Oh. So there's so Cover Girl Lash Blast. That's like got a really nice that plasticky wand. Yep. Yeah, it's that really one's really nice. good. But again, it depends on what you're looking for because what I like about that one is it's really natural looking. Mm. So it's literally zero clumps. Like can I, I cannot make that thing clump at all, but it's like, it coats every single one of your lashes. And if you're just looking for like a natural, like everyday look, it's fine. If you're looking for more drama, that's, that's not the one. And what did you think about the one that Esther just brought up L'Oreal, 
L'Oreal Lash Paradise. The Lash Paradise, the purple tube. Which I've always heard as being a dupe of Too Faced better than sex. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I sometimes have to Google and look at the packaging. I know there's both the names all sound. Um, I think that one's really good. The that wand doesn't totally work for me because my lashes are so small that the wand itself is kind of is a little big for me. Um, but I like the formula a lot. I swear that year that that came out, they had the best PR people in the world because it was on every like list of best drugstore mascaras. You couldn't escape it. Okay, yeah. drugstore mascara is great. And then, like I said, I went to Japan a couple of years ago, and mm. if you can get your hands on Japanese mascara, they're so good. Ooh, game over, game over. Wow. Yeah, there's this brand called Heroin Make. Mm. Um, that's really really good. Ooh, that sounds really. That's good. a good name. Ugh, whatever happened to tubing mascaras? I just had a moment. Remember when they're those had a around. moment? They're yeah. still around. I've never. They would not work on eyelashes. Yeah. Yeah, not for me either. Okay. I actually, I'm wearing. I don't know if you can even see on Zoom. But I'm wearing fake ones today. Um, I hope this. I'm not like breaking an embargo. I have to find out. But Jenna Lyons is coming out with. Um, oh, she. she I was, I was those were announced. Okay, good. <laughs> those were announced. Yeah. Wait, I'm dying to try those. How are they? They're great. I normally am pretty bad at putting them on. Um, but this one, they, they remind me actually of, a, of like Korean and Japanese lashes because mm. the strip is really super flexible and very mm. small. Um, cause those are like the ones with like the thicker strip. I have a hard time putting on. Your eye makeup look is beautiful. I have to ask, what is the eyeshadow that you have on right now? I'm trying to remember what I have on today. I think I've got the um, Anastasia Soft Glam Palette. Ooh, a classic. Such a good one. Such a classic. Oh, Yeah, I have probably, oh God, probably 50 palettes. Yeah. And so of the ones that like stay in my cabinet that I use all the time, that's definitely one of them. Okay, this leads me to my next iconic product, Urban Decay Naked Palette. Love it. Love it. I have every single one of them. Like they did the, the naked palette. They did the one, two, three, blah, blah. And like now they've kind of moved on from that. But Oh my God. They're like, I now that's am... what I call music. It's like naked. That's what I call palette 48. <laughs> um, gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous metallics. I love the mattes. Um, I'm definitely like a neutrals person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will go there with color occasionally and I like a glitter, but I just find that more of like my look, I tend to go back to the naturals. So I feel like that's, it's such an iconic palette that truly changed the game. Like if you think about now, every other company has some sort of like naked palette. Mm-hmm. So true. It must've been one of the first like true neutral palettes. I, I feel like yeah. it must've been. Have you tried the Huda Beauty New Naked? It's like the new nude. I I haven't, unfortunately. That one is really good. It's really mm. good because what's different about it is it's not like the urban one, which was like truly like browns and like, you know what I mean? Like truly naked colors. Like the Huda one, like they kind of reinvented what a naked palette would be. Mm. So there's a little bit more color, but like the shimmers in it are so pretty. Like they're so soft and pretty. Huda does not fuck around with pigment. Yeah. And pay off. She, she gives you what you want when it comes to that. Oh, I mean, it's so, it's a little trashy and I shouldn't use that word, but I, I find myself always going back to my, uh, is it Too Faced? Like the peachy, the peachy scented palette. You, you like the scented ones. 
Uh, well, yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> let's just leave it at that. <laughs> I do think that's a cool palette. It is a cool, it is a cool palette. I am not super into the scents a lot of times. Why? Like the colors are really pretty. Nor should you be. It's like, it's a marketing gimmick for eight-year-olds. <laughs> I like the chocolate ones though. Like, I feel like the chocolate ones appeal to me. The peach is maybe a little, I don't know. It's a little too peachy. It's a bit, it's a bit poisony. Yeah. I, okay. uh, Esther, do you have one? Uh, I, I wonder if this counts as an iconic beauty product. It does for me. Dior Lip Glow. Oh, love it. Love it, love it, love it. Love. I um, I think the Dior Lip Glow, and also we've been talking a lot about, do you remember um, Juicy Tubes? Yes. Yeah, They're the back. Lanc- Lancome Juicy Tubes are back, yeah. I feel like we've been having a lot of conversations about that. Like, I feel like I'm very into, like, it was so matte for a while, right? It and it's like, I'm very so into, like, matte. a juicy lip again. I know we, and I, I, these, I know a Tower 28 product was in this year's Best of Beauty, but Esther and I are big fans of the Tower 28 lip jellies. Yeah. Those I are like, these called brought, jelly. This, I know. This, I know, the, but this lip gloss, like brought lip gloss back into my lifestyle because it's so not sticky. Like it's cute. I don't know. It just hits all the, it checks all the boxes for me. Yeah, it really I smells agree. like a melted popsicle. I love a low maintenance lip product and lip glow really does that for me. It's like no lip liner, no nothing. It's just throw it on and you're somewhat presentable. Yep. Super, super key. Cause it's like, I think I got so bummed out by like, there are certain liquid lipsticks that I like, but it's like, it's kind of high maintenance. Cause it's like, especially if you're wearing a color, it's like, it's really hard to put on. And I agree with you. It's like, I like lip liner like occasionally, but you don't want to be doing that all the time. No. And I, I feel like when I think of the era of like the matte liquid lips, I would see Kylie wearing, let's be honest, like a color of brown that looks like, looks bodily function-esque. And I'd be like, I can, let me try that. And like, yeah, most browns, they don't look, I just think of matte lip, liquid lips and I made some bad color choices. Let's just say that. I did too. I like, did too. Really unfortunate. I, I still like some of them. And so there are a couple brands like Sigma makes a really good one. Mm. And my favorite of all time, Bare Minerals makes a really good liquid lip. That's really? not like yeah. drying. It's like, this, it feels really like mousse-like. I have to say oh. my favorite matte liquid lip that's very mousse-like is the NYX. They have, um, oh, I'm blanking on the product name, but it's like a classic. It comes in like a million bazillion shades and it's like a lip souffle, like matte. And mm. it's so wearable, so breathable. I've always been a big fan of that. It's like four bucks or something. Yeah, I, I love NYX. I feel like that's like, they make really, really good stuff. I know. I've always been a big fan of the NYX eyebrow pencil. Yeah. That's like my go-to. I love that thing. My only thing I haven't, I've been like a little bit disappointed in with NYX has been, I feel like some of their eyeshadows aren't like super pigmented. Yeah. But like a lot of their other stuff is really great. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Here's another one. Giorgio Armani Luminous Silk Foundation. Oh my God. A classic, a classic. And I think that that was the one that Pat McGrath helped formulate. Um, yes. Um, which then it's no surprise that Pat's own foundation is like a dream. Um, have you guys tried it? No, I haven't yet because I feel like it came out, like, I want to say it came out this year and this year hasn't really been my like biggest foundation year. Let's be honest. I missed that launch. I didn't even realize. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's, um, it's very fluid. 
Like there's foundation where it's like uh, a little bit thicker and then there's like, this is like runny and fluid. It's, it's buildable. So if you can imagine it's like, it's just super smooth and breathable and like your skin looks like skin still. And like, I don't, I'm not into like a matte foundation. Like I'll do a little bit of powder, no. but like I said before, like I like a juicy face. So for me, it's like that foundation gives you like that nice dewy, like juicy look. Mm. If you could liken the texture of the foundation to like the day in your cycle, that never mind. <laughs> Esther, why Sorry. don't you circle back and let us know the answer to that? <laughs> Not waste Michelle Lee to enter in chief of the Lord's time with your weird question. <laughs> I, ha- I mean, Pat McGrath. I mean, look, I don't. I know. I don't want to diss any other makeup brands. Like, far be it. But. It's the launch of the century, like mm-hmm. just PMG Labs. Like, thank you, thank it's you for everything you do. Incredible! It's incredible. Like everything, yeah. I feel like whenever I get anything from them, the packaging is gorgeous. No, like, the look of it is gorgeous. Once I take my finger and like swatch something in it, it's just like incredible. And watching on her Instagram too, when they do like an eye, it's it's like genius. That social media team. They deserve to be paid millions of dollars a year. I've never seen curation aesthetic on that level. Yeah, it really it's works amazing. for me. Really works for me. Oh, Pat McGrath, if you're listening, we fucking love you <laughs> so damn much. Okay, uh, on the path of iconic lip products, this one's like very specific. Mac Ruby Woo. Ooh, Mac Ruby Woo, a classic red. Um, I love Ruby Woo, but my classic red that I always wore Mm. was, now I'm trying to remember what it was. It was NARS. Oh gosh, why can't I remember back in the day what the name of it was? you have to remember like thousands upon thousands of products. I don't know. Lipstick, NARS red lipstick. I'll have to look it up and get back to you on what it was. I... It's weird. I went through this phase of doing a red lip and I haven't done it in such a long time. I think it was sort of like what we were saying before about like the low maintenance thing that it's like, I love the look of it on other people, but I'm just not willing to like invest the time in it right now. Not right now. Good Lord. You have to check. I feel like you have to check on it all day. Like, cause one little smudge and you're just like ruined. Yeah. But that Ruby Woo gorgeous. Yeah, it's such a classic. I, uh, uh, I'm i not a big red lipstick person, but I just know Ruby Woo is the one from what I've heard. Or it's like, it's kind of cool toned though, right? I want to say. I don't know. I'm trying to pretend I know stuff about cool tones. And let's be honest, I obviously don't. Definitely a cool tone. Oh, it is. Okay. Ooh. Esther, um, do you have another iconic product? I do. And then I feel like, or do you want to do one? Cause I feel like we have to wrap it up. Cause we also go watch this, this iconic, speaking of iconic, there's a huge debate tonight. Yeah. We have to go watch Kamala absolutely body Mike Pence. Yes. Well, <laughs> okay. All right. Let's think. What's the last one I want to ask about? Uh, what about just SK2? SK2 in general? The essence, I guess. Oh, I use it every day. Literally every day. Um, do you, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Is it the seven skin, the Korean seven skin thing? Actually the glow recipe girls told me about this. And so in Korea, what they do is they take essence and they literally like pile it layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. 
And so after they told me that, that's what I've been doing too. So I'll take that Katera, like the essence and just like put one on, wait like a second, put another on, wait a second, put another on. And so I love that essence so much. Essence is like a part of my life now where I'll use that one. I kind of like alternate sometimes. I like the Tatcha one as well. And then there's another one by Amore Pacific that's made out of, I think it's green tea. Mm. Um, it's like in a kind of clear-ish, like cloudy bottle. And it's like the liquid itself oh, is yeah. like sort of brown. It looks like tea. Um, I'll kind of like switch between those. Mm. But yeah, the oh. SK2 one's amazing. Wow, she's an essence queen. I love it. Well, I guess we do have to wrap it up, but I do want to talk about before you go, your new podcast which is very yeah. exciting. And it's called the Allure Science of Beauty podcast. Yeah. Comes yeah. out October 15th. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, that, you're doing amazing. Um, yeah, no, we're super excited about it. I'm hosting it with our executive beauty director, Jenny Bailly. And we get super nerdy, but also talk a lot about products. And I, I mean, we know a lot about beauty, but like talking to these experts and stuff, it's like, I've been learning so much. Our first episode is on sunscreen. We've got other episodes on hyperpigmentation, on wrinkles, uh-huh. on pores. We talked to the doctor who discovered the skincare properties of Botox, um, and she's fascinating. We talked to Dr. Pimple Ooh. Popper about pores and like what's going on with pores. It's It's been so fun to do. Wow. Wow. I cannot wait to listen to every single episode. Like, I need it now. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> so that excited. sounds- Absolutely amazing. It's like all the nerdiness, all the beauty. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm so excited for that. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on our coming on our little show. It was thank a you true guys. It's so fun. Honor. Oh, I, I love yeah. this. And like I said, I'm such a huge fan. So I'm so honored that you had me. Oh, we craziness. Love you so thank much. you. And everyone can find Michelle on Instagram at hey Michelle Lee. And believe you're on Twitter too. I don't know if you're blowing up your Twitter spot, but find Michelle, follow her. She's a guru. She's a goddess. She's iconic. She's the best. Thank you guys so much. All right. Thank you. I hope to see you soon. All right. Bye. 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 Podcast Network.